Madel stared right at her and whipped the gun down from his shoulder. Heart racing, Gaida summoned the inner speech, binding him before he could fire. Drop your weapon. He let go of the kalashik. It landed with a soft thud that made her wince. But nothing stirred in the camp except the wind. You will not move or make a sound, said Gaida in her most compelling voice. She approached him, trying to slow her pulse. Control yourself before trying to control others, the Mahimadha always said. Madel's face contorted. His forehead beaded with sweat. His jaw clenched in a snarl. She could tell that he was struggling to move, to shout. But he wouldn't be able to. Not as long as she held the mental bonds of the inner speech over him. Gaida took a deep breath and said in a normal voice, By the power vested in me by the Mahimata of Kali and the Kanun of Tureasa, I, Gaida Vir of the Order of Kali, have come to grant you, Maidel Tao, the mercy of my blade. May you find forgiveness for your crimes. She raised her blade for an overhead strike. But as she saw the plea in Maidel's eyes, she paused the blade hovering. Kill him, you idiot. What are you waiting for? But she couldn't bring herself to do it. He looked helpless, terrified, his eyes darting from her blade to her face, his breath coming in short gasps. And he was young, no older than her. It didn't feel right or just. How did the other markswomen do it so easily? Why hadn't Shiden Mom warned her she might react to his unspoken entreaty for life? Madel broke loose from her bonds. It was her fault. She hadn't been paying attention. Had underestimated his strength. He threw himself on her, knocking her to the ground and pinning her beneath his weight. He gripped her blade hand, twisting it back until something tore inside her wrist. She gasped with pain and let go her weapon. As the katari slipped from her trembling fingers, a bubble of panic rose inside her. Madel clamped her mouth shut with his other hand. Did the moron think she needed to speak aloud to use the inner speech? She fought down her panic. His face was so close to hers she could see his pores, smell his rancid breath. He didn't look frightened now. He was grinning. Not so sure of yourself now, are you? He snarled. Wait till my father sees what I've caught. He hates Mark's women. You know what we're going to do to you. He pushed her body harder into the ground. We like to start by cutting bits off. Fingers, toes, ears. But don't worry. We won't let you bleed to death. You'll be alive and awake the whole time to enjoy it. Gaida relaxed in his hold shutting out his voice. Thank you, she sub-vocalized. Madel stopped talking and looked at her, confused. What? You have shown me what I must do. Gaida smiled into the hand pressed against her mouth. His eyes widened as realization dawned on his face. He let go her hand and half rose, wrapping his fingers around her throat. His knees gripped her hips holding her down. Struggling to breathe, Gaida extended her arm and bent her mind to the Katari. Come to me. 
the blade glided into her outstretched palm like a homing pigeon. Madel did not notice. He was too busy squeezing the life out of her body. For you, mother, thought Gaida, gasping for breath, and she thrust the blade up between his ribs. Madel's grip loosened. He stared in shock at the katari protruding from his chest before slowly toppling over backward with a gurgling sound. Gaida dragged herself out from under him and got to her feet, cradling her aching wrist. Her throat was on fire. Madel twitched and bled into the ground, and her stomach twisted. The bile rose in her throat and she thought she would vomit. Breathe, she told herself. Focus. She closed her eyes and summoned her inner calm, shutting out the man dying before her. Then Gaida bent down to retrieve her katari, taking care to avoid looking into...